What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, Southpaw's Tales on the Barstool. I am your host, JD, also known as Southpaw, the owner of Southpaw Legend Concepts. Uh, to my right is uh, Kat, my beautiful wife, the saucy and bonita chica of the show. Uh, so welcome. Go ahead and say hi. Apparently, I'm not the funny one anymore because he doesn't have it at the bottom of the screen. I don't know what funny is in Spanish. So I didn't feel like Google translating, so I just, it's there. Okay, next do uh, <laughs> like Japanese or something and try to figure it out because that would be funny. I don't even know how to. So uh, if you're tuning Google. in, make sure you go to uh, StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Give them permission to see your name because if you're in the comments and you don't say your name, then go fuck yourself. Uh, Jeremy no, already no, no, knows no. the routine. We will totally bring you up, but we're going to give you a weird name. Last week, it was uh, Mr. Uh, Snuffle Bottoms. This week, I will think of something really fast, but you'll probably be Madam Cheese Bags. So definitely give StreamYard permission to use your name or your Madam Cheese Bags. Oh, yeah. And what do they say? Uh, all the YouTubers say, smash that like button, smash that share button, and all that other gay crap. So, uh, smash your mom. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and make our drink for the night before our, before we bring our guest, Ryan Smeltz, on. Uh, he's one of our sponsors, but I've actually wanted to have him on the show long before he was a sponsor. He called in a few times. Um, long relationship with the show. So uh, our drink for the night is the Cape Cod. We just wanted to go simple, um, just lazy, plus with stuff we already have in the house. Exactly. So, Didn't cost us a dime. Love it. So a Cape Cod is actually real simple. It's just a build. A build just means that you pour everything without mixing it or shaking it, stirring it at the end. Yeah. Um, start with your um, raising a rocks glass. You can do it in a highball if you want something different. Highball is just like a pint glass. You take water and you put it in the freezer and it becomes like a solid. So yeah, you fill your glass with ice. <laughs> You take uh, two ounces of vodka. We're using Tito's Vodka, not vodka. because they sponsor us, just because it's what we like. It's made here in Texas. Exactly. So you do two ounces. Boom. <laughs> you hear that last little boom at the end? That's really funny. I don't think you've ever let it play all the way through. That's hilarious. We do, but I normally fade it out by now. Exactly. Like I just said, you never play it all the way through. And then you top it with, or you want to go ahead and put the... Yeah, I do. So normally you would use a squeeze of lime. Oh, I was going to use like a half a lime. Whoops thingy so that one's yours i want a half a lime thingy that's why i make the drinks so usually you would use hey, just a squeeze of lime hey, we're using what? the uh, hey, the lime what? packets hey guess what? what go fuck yourself man you told me to put it in there i, I didn't put it tell in you there. To put that in yes there. you did playback playback we don't have playback you're just gonna deal with it motherfucker but you would mix lime a little bit of lime and then cranberry juice Look we have the um dollar general brand <laughs> because we're fucking high class up in this motherfucker. We're uh, budget ballers. Boom. Yep. Who apparently need a TikTok because everybody has a fucking TikTok. Yeah, are now. we the only people that don't have a TikTok? Apparently. Uh, apparently. So that's basically your and Cape Cod. It's real simple. No, and then you would all uh, also have a lime wedge for garnish. Uh, we're not fancy enough for garnish. And I'm tired of Holy buying shit. fruits and then just rotting away because uh, fruit rots so quickly compared to what it used to. That made me salivate. The amount of vodka to cranberry, I'm like I'm like drooling on myself over here. I needed a bib. That's scrumptious. 
So before we bring our guest on and a Facebook Woo! user, this is your last chance to go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Oh, we got a thumbs up and, from um, Madam Cheesebags. Yeah, or else you're going to be called Madam Cheesebags. Um, Mark and Jeremy, we do see you guys. Whoever is Facebook user that gave us the thumbs up, you are now Madam Cheesebags for the duration Madam of this show. So uh, before we bring Ryan on, let's go ahead and knock out our sponsors so we can Super. move right along here. Awesome. You do the first one. So our first sponsor, our top shelf sponsor is 5x5 Brewing Company, a battle-born and Texas-made veteran brewing company based in Mission, Texas. It is co-founded by Army veteran George Rice um, with beers like the 40-millimeter stout, the brunette, brunette bombshell, and FUBAR. It's no surprise this brewery is taking over the Texas markets from the valley to the coastal bend. Ask your local bar, restaurant, or grocer to start carrying 5x5 Brewing Company today. Um we drink it. We've been drinking it in this house long before they were one of our Way sponsors long. for years. And uh, it's amazing. They do a lot of stuff for the veteran community, both locally, regionally, and nationally. So uh, you can check them out at 5x5brewing.com, facebook.com slash 5x5brewing. You can email them at info at 5x5brewing.com, or you can call them directly at 956-445-5421. Also, uh, go ahead and go to the website because they actually have uh, live events. They have music and outdoors. Oh, yeah. They, they awesome. totally promote singer-songwriters and, and local acts. So great stuff there. Yes. So our next uh, sponsor is the Legion of Loan Officers, founded by Air Force Security Forces veteran Nick Carpenter. Amazing beard, amazing guy. Uh, the Legion of Loan Officers is America's mastermind for smart mortgage professionals where you learn to attract at least 10 Realtors you love working with. Get your free copy of Nick's book, The Legion Loan The Legion uh, The Loan Officer Strategy Guide at LegionOfficerStrategyGuide.com. Just pay a small shipping and handling fee. His wife will send it out to you. Uh, you can also uh, check him out at Facebook.com forward slash Legion of Loan Officers. And a quick side note about them. Um, Nick Carpenter has an amazing amazing whiskey collection of unopened whiskey bottles but those are referral gifts for anybody who brings him a new mortgage that he can write we were talking about so, uh, blanton's whiskey with him and he was like that's yeah nothing. dude's got bottles of, got bottles of blanton's and if you know so, that stuff that stuff goes for like 250 to yeah. 800 dollars a bottle so online. if you know anything about blanton's you know that they've got the whore the horse or the animals on top they have, and they have different ones the seven like, tops yeah yes and he's got like a row of tops that he has saved from all the bottles of plant and seeds out. I'm impressed. So if you know any realtors that are looking for new um, loan officers and mortgage brokers, definitely hit up Nick Carpenter at a uh, Legion of loan officers or loan officer strategy guide.com. It will send you some free badass whiskey. Uh, moving on though. Uh, you got OMOG construction who is founded by Marine vet Seth Knox and Matt Anders. They're general contractors servicing the greater Houston, Texas area with a focus on concrete, no job too big or too small from residential to commercial and industrial foundations and pads. OMOG construction has you covered. You can find them at omogco.com. That's omogco.com. <laughs> Facebook.com slash omogco or Instagram omogco. And side note for that one. OMOG stands for one Mexican, one Weto, and Weto is Mexican white slang boy. for white boy. Um, going on to the next special one. Uh, so I don't know if y'all have heard of these people before, but we are actually talking one tonight. So this is Veteran Talk Show with Ryan Smeltz. Sound familiar? Yeah, he's here. 
He's in the green room right now, so... You'll see him shortly. (laughs) All like seven foot of him. A soldier, an airman, and a Marine walk into a room. Veteran talk show is the punchline. Veteran talk show is more about the veterans on the show than the ones who watch it. An unorthodox version of therapy. They talk about things they with each other they haven't told anyone else ever. At least until now. We're going to support sexual harassment victims, assault prevention, and stopping veteran suicide. They maintain a resource page on their website, including Richard Kaufman's book, A Hero's Journey. I believe you have that book, don't you? Have you finished it? I have not finished it because I am, my superpower is um, reading half of a book. Yeah, that's true. Uh, come watch the organized chaos at www.veterantalkshow.com or facebook.com forward slash veteran talk show. And we're going to talk about the veteran talk show in a a little bit with Ryan. Yes. But I'm telling you within the first two minutes of episode one, you're going to be laughing your ass off because uh, they're talking about the uh, Harry Potter tattoo. I'm not going to go any farther than just that. I'm writing that down because I like Harry Um, Potter and now I'm curious. Yeah. So you're going to be laughing immediately watching their show. So make sure you go check it out. Uh, We're going to go ahead and move on here to our last uh, sponsor for tonight, which is Pirate Coast Realty Group with Wendy Johnson. If you're buying, selling, or leasing in the Texas Coastal Bend, give Wendy the Pirate Girl a call and she will find your treasure. Whether you're looking for your dream home on the beach or a buccaneer to buy your empty crow's nest, Pirates Coast Realty gets you the gold. You can find her at facebook.com slash thatpirategirl. Email her directly at thatpirategirl247 uh, at gmail.com. That's that power goal 24 seven at gmail.com. Or you can give her a call directly at three, six, one, two, zero, five, two, zero, four, eight. Please make sure you uh, have some respect and call during business hours. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Especially since she's our sponsor. We don't want to piss her off because you know, we like her, we like her husband and we like their money. Okay. Like, let's keep- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's we're, we're keeping it real. Right. This bitch. Yeah. We love our sponsors money. Cause you can't enjoy this shit show. This well choreographed train wreck without them. For these phallus shaped microphones is these sponsors. Be nice. Be respectful. I know these mics make me so horny. Phallus shaped things <laughs> make you horny. All right. Moving on. So Maybe. we're going to go ahead and bring you know uh, Mr. I asked Ryan before this show because he was dipping. I asked if he swallowed. Maybe I should just say that question for my husband. Do you swallow, baby? I plead the fifth. <laughs> so we're going to bring Ryan on stop here. It. Hey, stop. <laughs> God damn. We have two mice working the same computer. Mice. So it's like we fight trying to uh, do shit sometimes. So <laughs> the standard wiper is coming on. So Ryan. Now um, Welcome to the show, good sir. Uh, thank you, number one, for our sponsorship. But thank you for uh, being part of the Southpaw family for much, much longer uh, uh, than your sponsorship has been. I mean, you've been following since the beginning. Um, we've been friends via uh, various business ventures for a while before that. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Hi, Ryan. Go ahead and give us your three-minute uh, elevator pitch on who you are, <laughs> what you do, what you uh, want to do. How you got that magnificent beard, you know, all of that. Yes, all the above. Yeah, yeah so uh, thanks thanks so much for having me on, uh, JD and Kat. Um, so, yeah, years ago, uh, you know, JD was uh, laser engraving, making hats, and uh, I knew Chris Griffith, and he had some hats made, and um, I definitely bought one of those hats, and uh, I kind of wish I had it on right now, but you know, um, 
I, I have a short rotation of like three hats that I wear, and I guess this one won out today. But um, anyways, yeah, uh, veteran talk show. Um, just what they said during the little uh, pitch right there at the beginning is more for the people who are on the show. We've had as many, I think, as five guests on at one time and as few as me and Joe, my co-host. Um, so he, he's a great guy, kind of uh, kind of an accident that he's my co-host, but uh, I asked him if he wanted to be a part of it, and he was down, and, and we've had a blast ever since. So um, I, I think my goal with that show was really just um, you know, providing uh, entertainment for the veteran community that is a little bit more geared towards the serious than most of the other stuff I see. So um, a combat veteran, Drew Hernandez and uh, Donnie O'Malley with Vet TV do a lot of the humor side of stuff. Um, they definitely have their serious moments with it. But um, yeah, I, I wanted something that was a place where we could get together and talk. And if somebody wanted to get real deep on something, then, then that's, that's a place they can do it. And uh, turns out a lot of it's pretty funny anyways, but uh, just uh, much, much, more, um, much more conversational than anything planned out or, uh, or skits or anything like that. So um, that's really about the Veteran <laughs> Talk Show. I think we should start doing skits. We should do skits. <laughs> Honestly, oh, like that's that's us. Like as you can tell, like because you were in the pre-show that we didn't have our no. freaking cards written out or anything. Uh, we we started <laughs> out like having a list of questions to ask our people, and then we realized real fast it we prefer was a hundred percent better yeah. when it just flowed. Because the whole point of our show was to act like you met someone at a bar and to get to know them. You don't walk in with a list of questions when you just meet a rando person. So we yeah. liked it more natural because some crazy shit has come out of that and it's been epic. Well, I think what's good about what you've got going with Veteran Talk Show, um, what we have going, um, we're not specifically a veteran show. We, ha we have a, a very strong veteran following. Um, I'm a veteran but we're not specifically geared towards that demographic, but there's a lot of shows similar to yours, similar to ours that are, are, are veteran centric, but have really busted their ass to break that, yeah. that stigma that that's been built around veterans stereotype. Some, to, to some degree by the, the veterans themselves, as far as we're all broken, we're all, Alcoholics, I don't raw think junkies. Hollywood did y'all any favors, though. Oh yeah, Hollywood. They show veterans us. all as homeless and broken, and they're all you know they all need therapy. They all can't have jobs because they're dysfunctional. You know they don't really do y'all any favors. Yeah, but I think like what what you have going where it's just just the organic conversation. I think is really good and really helpful. Even for the outsider, I've, I've tried to push veterans to, or, or civilians to go watch your show as well because it's going to give them a good insight on yeah. who we actually are and to, to understand and get some empathy with, with how we Dis react to certain things. Dysfunctionally functional. Yeah. Dysfunctionally functional. Just like a good marriage. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's a good marriage i need a, I need a webster's yeah. dictionary on Wait, that one dude. can somebody define that please <laughs> speaking of marriage dude 
you're I, I don't I haven't known you very long, but my husband swears upon you. So I'm sure you're a good guy. But boy, did you marry up? Your wife is fine, <laughs> like super fine. He showed me pictures. I was like, damn, <laughs> how? What? I know my wife is getting ready to leave me for your wife. <laughs> in, in in every marriage, there is a winner and a loser. Uh, somebody is. is I think uh, in How I Met Your Mother, they call it the Reacher. Uh huh. That's, that's me. I'm I'm the Reacher. That dude, dude. <laughs> if you don't swing for the big pitches, you don't win the game. Even, you even won my the game, dude. My parents told me that I married up. Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. if that doesn't <laughs> say something. I was pre-med though, and I I did not go to medical school, and that's the only reason they said that was I was pre-med at the time, but didn't work out. But that's okay. Couldn't afford medical school. Who the fuck can afford medical school, man? Like, that's crazy. I don't want to work 50 years just to pay off my my shit. No way. Yeah, you know, there's predatory loans. Let's let's get into those. Doctors can afford medical school. <laughs> that's true. Especially if you get your specialty, but oh, well, didn't happen. <laughs> but getting through it. Oh, oh dude, I decided to get married instead. Super smart. <laughs> Aren't you so glad you married down? <laughs> You're so much like, less responsibility. He, you know what? He set the expectation <laughs> realistically for my life. <laughs> I was like, that's like I, I can be a doctor or I can be hot. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, I'm gonna teach you the life lesson of uh, mediocrity. <laughs> I, I'm really hot in middle class, so I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're high class white trash. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, we're we're a step above the trailer. Oh no! But we're not quite the uh, country club. <laughs> yeah, no, we are not kind. Con- no, no, but you know what? There's some really nice trailers out there. So rock on to you know, those the, people. Those are those. called modular homes. Oh, modular homes. <laughs> That's fancy trailers. <laughs> they're nice though, man. There's some that have- shit. They look. Yeah, no, they're good. So, so you were an MP. In, in the army. Was that by choice or were you just kind of slapped into that position? Oh, I am one of the ones that did not get screwed over by his recruiter. Uh, you, primarily you because I almost did by the liaison at NEPS, but uh, my recruiter and I discussed MP uh, for um, a five-year contract, uh, PFC with a $6,000 enlistment bonus, and when I got to MEPS and was talking to the liaison, he told me that all they had was PV2 uh, as a cook with no enlistment bonus. And so I got up and started to walk out. He was like, wait, 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 sit back down. And then at the time, he went over to uh, what's called a fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, facsimile, a mojo. So, so he made a couple of phone calls. He went to the That's fax funny. machine and came back. And then next thing I knew, he was like, yeah, MP, $6,000 bonus, PFC. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was, the only reason I asked is, is I was, I was your facsimile in the Air Force. I was security police, uh, security forces. Um, I was actually the last class to go through when they had the career field separated. I went through the law enforcement school versus just the big conglomerate of law enforcement and various securities all thrown together. Um, but at the time that I went through, I went in, I, I wanted to be an SP cause I wanted to be badass with the gun cause I was fucking retarded. 
and didn't think about future and skills and anything like that. But uh, oh, young JD, he was like so three hot. months. Yeah, three months <laughs> after I went in, they were they were offering like the six year ten k bonus with two stripes right out of the gate, and I'm like. I went in. I, I graduated basic, and I was one of the few that had zero stripes on my shoulder. It's like a phone plan where they treat all of their new customers badass, and all the pre pre existing customers yeah, exactly. are like, "What the fuck? I'm still paying for my minutes, and it's 2021." <laughs> <laughs> no, mm. uh, no, it, it's it's like uh, I feel like I'm Columbia House. And they just bought like 30 CDs from me for a penny. And I'm waiting for them to pay me for the rest. Still. Oh, my God. Well, we got to bring something up real fast. Look at this. Sarah said. Rich is the winner, which is and then, her fiance. And then says, uh-oh, uh -oh. hi, honey. <laughs> so they're about to get married. Uh, what, this October, right? They're getting married next month. Isn't that the right? The day before Sarah, Halloween. isn't it next month? Sons of bitches. We can't make it because Halloween's our Super Bowl. It is our leave. Super Bowl. It takes days. But we love y'all and we're so happy for y'all. And apparently I did not call it because when I thought they were sleeping together, they weren't sleeping together yet. So I'm sorry, people who watch. You I just was, saw the future. I was wrong. I just, yes, I, I predicted the future and my, my power are a blessing and a curse so <laughs> i was wrong but i was right but i was wrong <laughs> so Sorry. oh my god i had to bring I it up completely brain farted i had i had a great line of questioning that was gonna i also had the person who slept <laughs> with that guy on the side of the house message me and said i don't think i slept with him I'm like all right whatever <laughs> this is this is this whole conversation is a callback to like three episodes when we had adam pogo on and the crawfish boil that he puts on every year. I had so, multiple people message uh, me afterwards calling Let's me focus out. on our guests Sorry. for tonight. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, let's not talk about his hot wife and how I've got a crush on her. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, she will not shut up about your wife. She is so hot. Like, legitimately hot, people. Like, legitimately hot. And I was like, oh my gosh. And Jenny goes, look at their old, he's like, look at their old picture and showed you and like her and everything. He's yeah, like, when you look. had like a super trimmed beard. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, look how hot, look how hot Ryan was. I'm like, oh yeah. But your wife is like Benjamin Button. She's like aging backwards. <laughs> she, she's gonna get like a, a shit ton of friend requests now. Like, Who are these fucking people? Hey, hey, you people that are watching or listening, no, um, no dick pics, no, no dick pics. Hey, Y'all leave her alone. She's spoken for. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Nobody wants to. <laughs> nobody wants to know that guy. All right. She likes big bushes, <laughs> like gigantic dudes. So, so you were in the military. You did what? Ten years is is what you had said, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you did. And then uh, any time overseas. Yeah. So uh, I deployed to Iraq for fifteen months. Thank you, <laughs> George Bush. Um, and uh, to. Uh, so OIFO 709 was that rotation. Um, I was on BBC, which I describe as the Fort Hood of Iraq. Because did you say BBC? VBC. Oh, I thought you said. Uh, I thought you said BBC. I'm that's, like, cool. that's big black. That's cop. your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't judge, sir. No, it was uh, it was awesome. We had a Cinnabon. Uh, Toby Keith came there. I saw Paul Wall. Um, of course, we got mortared every other day uh, by ECP-4. But, um, yeah, we ran detainee operations. So uh, outside the wire in one fashion or another, almost every mission. Um, and uh, I got my 
first Article 15 in Iraq. So I went from a platoon who was running uh, high-value detainee operations um, and a pretty set schedule to the first sergeant striver where I got to run whatever mission he wanted to go on or get lent out um, and drive. So I did everything from resupplies to uh, some sort of convoy operations like convoy security. Um, yeah, 15 months. And then uh, when the new units came in and we ripped them, uh, there was two weeks at the end where basically they were trained up and had taken over all the equipment and everything. And we were winding down, getting ready to leave. We moved down into some tents and uh, I went to the pool for two weeks straight. So what what did you do on convoy security? Um, I mean, I was a driver, so if, okay. if that was our mission, then I, you know, try not to hit the bombs. <laughs> I was a, I was a turret gunner during convoys, and that shit sucked. So I have just a- eaten fucking dirt. But what was hilarious is that when I was over there, I would I would uh, chew that big red or, or big man or red man gum. Make up your mind. Not gum. God damn it! I can't. Red man chew. God. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. And and if you've never done it, that stuff gives you the nastiest, thickest spit. I mean, this stuff. The viscosity of this stuff makes like motor oil look like water. I mean, this stuff is thick, gross. And and you know, I have a cheek full of that stuff. And we're cruising down the highway, running cars off the road, doing whatever we got to do. And you, it, your mouth gets full at some point of spit, and you have to spit. So I turn my head and just, and you can literally watch this stuff goes whoosh. <laughs> like like so, like gigantic elastic bands and then it slaps a Humvee's uh, uh, window right behind me and you hear on the god damn it tyranny cut that shit out <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do have a question Ryan to kind of call back to previous episodes when that was someone's unpopular opinion was like or whatever that uh, so I have actually met and hung out with Toby Keith for a few hours once upon a time in my life Someone met Toby Keith and said that he was the worst celebrity they had ever met. So did you meet him or did you just see him perform? No, we just, I just, just saw, saw him, him perform. I, yeah, oh, I know man. there was a meet and greet. Damn it. Because I'm like, someone out there has had to have had a good experience with this guy that everybody I talked to has had a bad experience but me. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I never got to see any good USO shows overseas. That pisses me off. Like, all we ever saw was like, cover bands that were just going over there to kind of get their paycheck. Yeah, and that but was you were it. also like, Air Force. Bitches. You stayed in a hotel and stuff. So just kidding. A woman? <laughs> I will fucking beat you. <laughs> they were living in tents and shit. Like, they deserved to have something. Don't worry. Okay, so, so, JD, when we got over there, I uh, was, we ran Cropper, the theater and tournament facility, for about a month and a half. Um, because 15 months, so I guess it was like, well, we have a mission for you for 12 months, but the other three, like, you'll just, you can do this. So, I and and running the TIFF was bad because you're basically a cage kicker. Um, and for that month and a half, obviously, we didn't have equipment. We weren't leaving the wire. It was go to work 12 hours a day uh, and, and and then go to sleep. If you can catch any sleep in 100, 120 degree weather. But, Jeez. um, it, yeah, so uh, 
it, it was it was bad anyways but i always say if we had to run that mission for the entire 15 months we were there um i'm sure that there would have at least been um article 15s you know just people getting in trouble people having a bad time because it was miserable but the uh the barracks right uh next to our tent that's actually where they put the females and then the uh air force was in there too so um yeah it did uh it did kind of look like a hotel i mean they had air conditioning they had a bathroom um they had in, the women <laughs> inside inside like of the sons room of bitches. yeah and, and we're over there in the tent like with the mattresses wrapped in plastic where you go to sleep and wake up and you're just in a puddle of your own sweat uh, See, and we got somebody watching right now uh jeremy who was uh we went to albania not just him in 99 and um I, he, he says that we got to see the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders in Albania, and I was actually... Mark saw him, too, on the Independence. So, Dallas no. Cowboys cheerleaders are all over. I was on a convoy when, when the cheerleaders were there, so I missed out on that. But he can vouch, when we were there, the only reason we even had fans in our tent was because uh, we made some deals with Red Horse, which is like the, the construction people whenever you deploy for the Air Force. And and it's not... It was, it was like just the regular table fan you would have by your bed and they were like hung by zip ties and bungee cords and whatever else we could inside the tent and and we finagled a few extra extension cords from a generator and that's like you know it's like we a, didn't have it as you easy know it's as like a meme, right like you had electricity <laughs> you had a <Yeah>. generator <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wanted to. I no, wait, wait. I have a question for you. I'm not him. bringing this out. Yet. So, when we had a questionnaire that we sent you, we asked you the craziest story from when you were in the military and you put loading dot, dot, dot. You know, I'm going to ask you because you left. Okay. It. So, you said, you said embarrassing slash funny. And at the yeah, time, funny or embarrassing. I, at, at the time, I was like, man, I, I can't think of anything, whatever. Just fill this thing out because uh, I'm a doer. So, I like to get shit done. Um, so when I was a PFC and we were training to, uh, I, I think it was PFC or specialists who we were training to deploy, we were doing mount operations. Okay. Um, and it, so clearing buildings and shit like that, we had sim rounds. I mean, we were so badass. They, they're almost like real bullets. And we had to, we, we had to, so so if you've never been shot with a sim round, people uh, describe it like a paintball, but it, it it hurts a lot more from a lot further away. Um, but it's basically laundry detergent, so you get back and wash it, it, it washes right out. You got hit by Tide um, Pods. If, if it's, <laughs> You're supposed to eat them, dumbass. If it's not, not get if, shot if by them. Don't if you don't get hit on your body armor, it hurts like son of a bitch. But um. Anyway, so we're clearing buildings, whatever, and we're uh, so op four is in the building. That's all I know. Okay, um, and obviously they don't give us like flashbangs or anything. They're like, look, if you want to do something like uh, uh, clear a room or it's full of bad guys and you want to throw a grenade, just go through the motions. So throw it, yell frag out, mimic the explosion boom and then go in and 
Uh, or if you guys hear that, if, if you guys hear that, um, you know, if it's grenade, then you have to, you know, you got hit by it, lay down, you're, you're dead, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we uh, get to the objective and I said, well, let's post our security out front so nobody comes out the front and let's use the back entrance. So we did. And I was uh, first man through the door. So I used a, a mock grenade, you know, a totally, completely invisible fake thing. And, and I go, frag out, boom. And we go in and all four is shooting at us. And I go, what the fuck, motherfuckers? We threw a fucking grenade. You fucking lay down. You fucking dead. Blah, blah, blah. So they're like, oh, okay, we're back. And they lay down. Now, mind you, we're using sim rounds. So not only do we have on full battle rattle, but we've also got on face masks and all this other gear. So that guy looks exactly like this fucking guy. Oh, so we get done. We get done with the exercise they call index. Uh, one of my favorite words. And we go out and we hold the huddle, and the battalion commander is there. And so it's like the entire company circled around the battalion commander, and he's out there talking. This is a good training, you know. Um, I'm really excited. I got to participate in it, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what in the hell is he talking about? Participate? And then he goes. So whoever, you know, in the building over here threw the grenade, I'm sorry. I didn't know you threw the grenade. So at that moment, I realized. So that was the brass that you. That was, I had just cussed out my battalion commander. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, he deserved it. He, he pulled then, the fucking 10-year-old playing army in your backyard bullshit. No, no, not time out. <laughs> Pew, you missed me. No, uh -oh, uh -oh, you missed me. I, I uh -oh. wasn't ready. <laughs> Pew, his, I got armor. His, Pew. Uh, at, this is at, shark proof. Uh, Fort Hood. So that was at Fort Polk. And then at Fort Hood, his son-in-law uh, was oh, my God. platoon leader. Oh, my God. That was all, he, he was a good dude. I told him that story. He thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> he said he, he talked to his father-in-law. He remembered the situation obviously he didn't remember me you were lucky to have sim sim gear uh or sim rounds we had we had the really shitty like second generation maybe third generation miles gear and for those of you that have never used miles gear basically it's it's like high tech um laser tag you use your regular weapons uh, M16s, mach um, various machine guns, hi, whatever. Hi, me again, citizen. I'm so glad that my tax-paying money is hard at work, you asshole. <laughs> but basically what it is, is, is you have... It's you military use, grade, though. You use blanks. Oh, oh, as long as it's military grade. So is so, my phone case, and I've already broke it. Oh, yeah, military grade does not mean it works well. No. Exactly. It's just but, like but, that phone case. But basically <laughs> what it is, is, is you have your uh, LBE or LBV which was the predecessor to any of the shit you see on TV now that they wear. Basically, it was like the old Vietnam era, you know, like suspenders with a belt that has all your gear on Hot. it. <laughs> and, and it has like sensors going up and then a sensor for your helmet. And, and, but what we did is we figured out that since it, the, the, you, if you put tape on it, it won't read. <laughs> no. Well, well, you, you, you fire a blank and it activates the miles sensor to shoot the laser at the sensors. Well, what it, it goes off the recoil. So we figured out that if you slap the buttstock of your weapon, 
then basically you're sniping with a silencer at that point. Shots. So you can just sit there and point it in some general direction, Damn. prop it against your body and just pop, 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 just slap the buddy or the M16. And you're sitting there and you just hear people's miles gear going, beep, beep. <laughs> and it is obnoxious. It's like, it's like a hundred decibel loud, consistent ring. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, pretty much like tinnitus. I thought you were going to talk about those guys. Like we went to a, uh, a laser tag place and these fucking kids, these like groups of chads came in and they had taped over their damn sensors. And we're like, cheating sons of bitches, sons of bitches. rotten hell. You fucking 12 year old. Like, Oh, I mean, we're I know dead. I very few times in my life. have I wanted to drop kick a 14 year old sadly <laughs> as I did right then. <laughs> you're such a fucking liar. You want to drop kick 14 year olds all the time. You just go in public and you're like, I'm going to drop kick that motherfucker. Like, yeah, I know baby. Okay, yeah, I, okay. I retract my last statement. I was like, he does that all the time, like all the time, all the so, time. JD, I want to go. I want to go serious for just one minute. Um, oh no, or probably a few minutes, um, just because this is the week right. um, of the twentieth anniversary of the nine eleven attacks. That's true. Anybody that was alive and and older than a toddler age remembers exactly where they are, what they were doing. Like all five senses can be recalled. Um, on that day. And I just kind of want to go around the table, as it were, and, and talk about where we were. Um, anybody that's uh, watching or listening right now, be sure to put in the comments your story or if you want to um, join us for a brief moment to tell your story where you were at or want us to read it, just put it in the comments and we'll uh, go that way too. Uh, Ryan, you're the guest. We'll let you go first. Where were you on 9-11-2001? Yeah, so uh, I'm 35, so I was still in high school. Um, I, When it happened, I was walking from one class to another. Um, but to say that uh, it did not have uh, an effect on me in listening would be a lie. Um, whether or not uh, that was the... Um, sole deciding factor uh it it was not um because my now brother-in-law had already enlisted when i decided to go and uh i had been talking to recruiters uh, before and after that but um yeah it, it just uh definitely definitely uh took took a hold of my brain i guess you'd say and uh just a, a lot to kind of comprehend so what, what what grade were you in? Uh, tenth tenth grade, I think. Tenth grade. How, wait, how old are you? He's thirty five. I was like, I, dude, I was a senior. So holy shit, you're younger than me. <laughs> yeah, I graduated in two thousand four. So that's oh. I, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it because it's like I walked from one class to another, and then uh, I don't think they did that media lockdown they normally do they played it on the tvs because we had this uh in school news program or something and it was up there and yeah. they played it and then we went through the rest of the school day um i'm i'm sure there were kids that went home or wanted to go home there were, i mean we had friends whose uh, relatives were in the towers when it happened because they had business up there of of some sort um but I, I, I guess me personally, I was lucky, like, 
you know, none of my immediate family was uh, up there or involved in that. Um, so, so we, you know, I didn't have all that going on, but uh, it was definitely something where it was like, but what do you, what do you mean terrorist attack? You know, it's, yeah. it's like, it just, cause nothing like that had happened up to that point. So it was like, I don't, you know, I, I know I'm young, but I don't understand I, like, yeah, in, in our lifetime, the only terrorist attacks we'd ever dealt with was like Ted Kaczynski, the the Unabomber, um, the Oklahoma we, City bombing. Well, we were young. Well, I don't know about you because yeah. you're old, but we were very young when that happened. So that that's a vague recollection, if anything. You know, um, about your point, go fuck yourself. Got it. Uh, I'm not I'm put, that fucking old. Can I take a picture of that and put it in my pocket? <laughs> so I also want to go over the comments because, you know, every I think this affected everybody so like ross said in tampa assigned and remember getting the call from our unit to be ready to go help uh you want to read jeremy's because um the line yeah um jeremy and i were actually working together we were both sps in the air force uh working mid shift i'm gonna read his story and then i guess i'll just go into mine sounds right good. after sounds good uh but he says uh just got off working a mid shift at 6 30 went to the apartment and went to sleep uh, roommate Esparza came and woke me up and showed me what happened. Then we started getting dressed again, waiting for the call. Uh, stopped at Hooters on the way in to get something to eat because we knew it was going to be a long day and night. Um, I was actually on the same shift as Jeremy. And I remember we got off at 630. Um, I just moved off base, didn't have a landline there. This was before cell phones were, were um, really affordable. And, and just a normal everyday technology. So we were still waiting for a landline to get um, put in the new apartment. Didn't have cable there or anything yet. I remember driving off base, had the, the local rock and roll station on, and they said that a, a plane had hit a tower. And I had thought, because it was so nondescript and, and there was no urgency in the, uh, the, the DJ's voice, I just thought some rich dumbass flew a Cessna into it and... and, and didn't expect anything else of it. And then I get to the house and my roommate, um, Eric had fashioned a, uh, a TV antenna out of a split a cut piece of coax and actually just kind of, you had to hold it the right way. And, um, he's like, Holy shit, dude, see what's going on. And, and, and so we could see the staticky image and I see the second plane hit. And that's when all of us were just like, fuck this shit's real. And we sat up watching, uh, saw both towers fall. And um, like I said, I didn't have a phone at the time. So there was a recall that happened on base. I was unaware of it. And I show up for my normal, at my normal time at like 5, 5.15 to go through the base, get to the armory, check out my weapon, go to guard mountain, all that stuff. And I show up and there's Humvees at the gate. They already had a uh, serpentine set up with, with Jersey barriers where you have to drive, you know, kind of snake through the barriers to get to the base. And uh, all I know is I get to the gate and where the fuck have you been? And I'm like, what the fuck? And everybody's in full battle rattle helmets, Kevlar, um, M60s on, on the gates. So I'm like, holy shit. You know, this shit is fucking legit. And, and like, it, it's just, that day completely changed my military career from what it was before. Cause we were, we had been in a non-war era 
besides the Cold War, yeah. Since since Nam, we've you know for an entire generation, there's been no physical war, and at that point, it was like fuck, we're fucked. So yeah, that's my nine eleven. Well, I'll go ahead and tell mine, and then I'll let you read riches. Um, so I was a senior in high school. Uh, I was, I guess when the first tower got hit, I was on my way to my, um, government class, believe it or not. So when I got to my government class, our instructor, Mr. Reyna said, uh, so there's been an incident, an airplane hit one of the twin towers in New York. So, um, we're not sure if it's a terrorist attack or if it was an accident, we're going to go watch it on the news because this is relevant to, to the government because, you know, that regardless of what the situation, the president's going to have to handle this and, and this could be a learning experience. So we're like, okay. So they had set up a television in the library. So he took us in there as a class and it's a small class. It was, uh, I don't know, 15 of us. And so we're sitting in the library, the smell of old books, you know, it all hangs with you. And they just pulled the television outside of the closet where it's held and we're watching it when the second tower hit. So we're watching the news and there's a news anchor who's talking about potential terrorist attack. You know, we're hearing rumors that there was a hijacker and you see an airplane come from behind her and hit the second tower live right there and it was that instant realization that this was on purpose and it was attack and it, it was an attack against our country and that was hard i was 17 years old and i didn't understand the ramifications of it at the time so watching that live was hard and like as soon as it happened everybody scatters to the four winds parents are picking up their kids you know i was a senior i drove myself to school so by the time they hit the Pentagon. Half the kids were out of the school by the time. And then when the third hit, when it hit the Pentagon, then that was it. It was like me and a handful of other kids and the teachers were like, go home, go home, be with your family. So it was, it was scary because it was like, everyone was like, oh my God, we're going to get attacked everywhere, all over the U.S. And it was this panic. And like I said, people came and pulled their kids out of school midday i mean and it was in the morning i think it was what nine ten o'clock in the morning so like yeah by but it, it was 10, perfectly <laughs> no one was there it's it was perfectly scary. understandable panic though i mean this was oh, our pearl yeah. harbor if you think it was about it terrible but like just as a 17 year old and to go from one class to the next and the hallways are all but empty it was intense it was it was a very intense situation and it was a the best way I can describe it is liminal. Do you all know what liminal is? No. I'm Lim- too stupid to know good words. <laughs> liminal is, you know, if you walk into an abandoned hospital and you just get that creepy, eerie feeling, like you go into an abandoned facility and it's just, it's eerie. And that's how it felt. It was just overwhelmingly unreal and creepy and just haunting. Haunting, really. Haunting. I think haunting is a very good word. I think a lot of us can, can really grasp that description of it. Uh, Mark Ramsey said that he was at work, um, paraloft at uh, NAS Corpus Christi. And Rich says, um, I was down at Kaplan June trying to get all my paperwork in for leave. I had to go out of my apartment to go get a copy of my battle training report for my platoon sergeant. Um, I heard it on the radio when it happened. The air raid siren sounded off and every Marine was recalled back to base ASAP. 
A 20-minute drive took four hours as every car entering the base had to be checked for explosives. I thought we were being attacked by kamikazes. Well, where where is Camp Lejeune? Lejeune. Where is that at? I have no clue. Because I know Rich lives in what, New Jersey? There's a lot of... I think every Marine's been at Lejeune at some point or another. I've heard the name a gazillion times. I have no fucking clue where it's at. Because I don't don't know. What's the Air Force? That's by Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Florida. North Carolina. North Carolina. See, I didn't even know. Um, Good call, man. I do believe this is my in-laws. We woke from a rare day or night off together. uh, So slept in. Dan went to brush his teeth. So Karen turned on Good Morning America. The news was showing and talking about the first plane hitting. We watched in terror as the second plane hit. We called our daughters immediately and texted our oldest, whose spouse was in the Air Force. It was unreal. We were ready to hug our girls, then go fight. We're Americans. We don't allow terrorists in America. Um, I think for as horrible as 9-11 was, I think the best day for America ever was 9-12 because it didn't matter what color, what race, what political ideology you held. There was nothing that divided us on that day. On 9-12, we were united. We are. We were all, and still are, Americans, regardless, regardless of your background, regardless of anything. And I think that is a beautiful sentiment to make. Is, you know, it gave us a, a common purpose, and that was to unite, regardless if it was to fight or just to be that that shoulder, to be that support. So, that, so yeah, it, that is a beautiful sentiment. We were. It was the great equalizer, as far as you know. I mean, look at us. Yeah. We're this is years later. We're still what twenty years later, and we're we all remember exactly where we are. So um, if everybody that's watching, we are talking about our, our 9-11 stories to some degree. We're not going to uh, ruminate on it for the entire show. This is supposed to be a train wreck and a shit show and fun Absolutely. and laughs and everything like that. We just, just being the 20th anniversary, I think it, it's very important that we discuss it. We, we promise, never, ever forget exactly. how we felt that we day. We promise never to forget and we mean it. We will not So keep forget. putting your stories in the comments. Um, we'll read them kind of sporadically as we go um, through the show. We're going to get back on track to just being toilet humor awesome. and dick and fart so jokes. So I had a question, Ryan, before we started the show. You were uh, telling a story and he told you basically to shut your mouth and just say it on the show. What What was that? Yeah, what did I tell you to say for the show? I can't remember what it was. Oh, uh, are you talking about the uh, that's how the fight started? Probably. Maybe. Yes. So <laughs> I, I've got I've got several here. Um, my wife was hinting about what she wanted for our upcoming anniversary. She said, "I want something shiny that goes from zero to 150 in about three seconds." I bought her a bathroom scale, and that's. How <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> My wife and I were watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire while we were in bed. I turned to her and and said, do you want to have sex? No, she answered. I then said, is that your final answer? She didn't even look at me this time, simply saying yes. So I said, then I'd like to phone a friend. And that's... <laughs> oh, oh, that's, oh, shit. Hey, if you're going to play, play by no, the rules, no, no, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, there's there's a fuck ton of these. Uh, what what? Where is that at? I just Google. That's how the fight started, and, and you get that's a ton how of the them. fight started. Okay, oh, yeah. 
We're oh going to have to tell the fight. So, so tell me, okay, I had another question for you. Like, tell me about this Harry Potter tattoo. Oh, so that's, you got to watch episode one of Veteran Talk Show. Um, that's Joe. So it's me. In the first episode, it's me, Joe, and one of our friends, Jacob, who's in the Air Force. And we're literally I like, like, I had just turned everything on and hit record. And Jacob's like, I want to talk about this uh, Harry Potter tattoo you have, Joe. And Joe's like, it, it's not Harry Potter. It's a really bad John Lennon tattoo. <gasps> and that's Okay, Joe. wait a minute. But- that's season one, episode one of Veteran Talk Show that Ryan <laughs> Oh, my God. That's like that's, that's like within terrible. like thirty seconds of it starting. If that tells you yeah. anything about where this well, God, show I goes. hope it looks like My Harry favorite. Potter, not Dobby or something. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about that episode is he's talking about his tattoos about how you, you got to strip down and, and do the duck walk, and Jacob goes, "Man, you were you were doing that before we started this episode." <laughs> oh, and and for the God. for the civilians that don't know what the duck walk is, it's something you have to do. Uh, during your medical clearing before you can get in the military. It's basically you have to squat where you're like balanced on the ball of your foot and your toes and you squat and you're buck ass naked in a room with like a bunch of other dudes. And oh. these like these doctors have probably been doing this since World War One. They're the same fucking dudes that have been there for the same doctors. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, they're they're fucking immortals. And but they're you basically you you squat and you have to like waddle from one side of the room to the other. And I guess they're checking to make sure that your butthole doesn't fall inside out and that your balls what? are where they're supposed to be. But you have to go all the way across the room, turn around and all the way back. And that's what the duck walk is. I'm really glad they don't do that to pregnant women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying some buttholes well, are going to fall. In, in, in all fairness, Kat, um, I'm sure that factors into it. When he said a bunch of dudes, all the women are in another room doing the same thing in front of each other as well. So Super. making sure that their hoo are falling inside out. If there's a woman, if there's a woman in there that doesn't know she's pregnant or knows she's pregnant and trying trying to get one by, then I'm sure there are pregnant women who do that. You uh, look. I'll just I'll just be honest, Ryan. Uh, you know when women go to the bathroom together, we're doing that walk. <laughs> are you going to be ostracized from the girl gang now? Everybody asks what women are doing. One, it's none of your fucking business. I'm just kidding. Two, it's, it's the, duck the, duck. Walk. <laughs> it's the duck walk. We're just making sure anuses don't fall out when we're walking. You got to make sure because we're wearing thongs. So. Oh, was it your anniversary last week? I can tell. <laughs> Every freaking time someone talks about Anel, I talk about her anniversary. <laughs> Who, who's Anel? Ha uh-huh. Do you want me to draw you a picture? I'm really good at stick figures. Oh, oh, do it, please. For the love of God, do it. I'm calling the ball. Never a good thing. I don't have paper. I don't have paper. No, it seems through. All right, all right. I'll draw anal on a freaking damn it. See, and this is why you tune in, folks. This is exactly why you tune in. Our stick figures. Right now, that's like, oh. I'm gonna oh, to, so that's I'm no. going to put oh, a bow no. on the it. girl's head. Have, have you ever seen, <laughs> do you remember the movie um, Employee of the Month with Dane Cook? Fuck yeah. Uh, that's where it comes. That's where there's like, who's a no? Oh, shit. That's right. When they're in the locker room. <laughs> when it, when, yeah, when it has it. The, 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 no. the thing on his picture where it says, I love anal. And he's like, who's a no? Who's a no? So if you have not watched Employee of the Month, if you want to see some retarded humor, it's... It, 
Okay, let me expand the screen. All right, here's Kat's uh, drawing of an L. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> see, we are classy as fuck on this show. You I see that, that high class in art? Stick figures, okay? I hand it to me, people. Let's do this. I'm much more interested in another ang- a camera angle showing Cat like this in front of the camera. No, like, no. I had my butt out and everything asking for it. No way, Jose. <laughs> Stay classy. Uh, that went out the window yeah. uh, 27 episodes ago. So nice and, try. Yeah, it went out uh, 27 episodes ago. And this is episode 25. <laughs> no, it's 20. No, it's not, is it? Yeah, this is episode 25. 26. You're our quarter century episode, oh, by the way. Congrats. You're welcome. Awesome. You're That's, more special than the other people, but I'll still tell them all the same thing. No, no. <laughs> they're, they're all special. They're all special. Yeah, so, it's like short bus special, and we love y'all for it. So moving on, is there anybody that's seen the uh, show before knows that we do uh, two things every single episode, except for those episodes that we don't. We do don't them. do it, yeah. <laughs> but we do the. Uh, we'll start with the unpopular opinion. <laughs> this is where we talk about things and opinions that we have that generally aren't the majority opinion we want you to chime in put it in the comments what you think if you agree disagree what side of the fence you're on ryan we're going to get your opinions on this and if you want to throw an unpopular opinion uh you're more than welcome to do that as well so let's move on who wants to go first i'll go first all right do it unpopular opinion fall does not start on september 22nd or whatever bullshit google says september october november those three months are fucking fall. Do you know I have all my shit in a cabinet because this motherfucker won't let me pull out my fall decorations? I'm chomping at the bit, people. I'm chomping. You have 15 more days. No, no. My next day off is Friday and you're going to come home and it's going to look like Chip and Joanna Gaines fall festival blew up in her mother freaking house. I'm sorry. I've waited this long. It's freaking seven days into September and I haven't decorated for fall. Do you know how much it's killing me? Because it's not fall yet. It's still summer. It is. Those three months are fall. I don't care what the fuck it says. And you're the people like you are the reason that Christmas decorations come out in like April. Listen, it's three months each. (laughs) September, October, November, fall. December, January, February is winter. Uh, March, April, May is spring. And then uh, June, July, and August are summer. And that's how it should work. I don't give a fuck. September 1st, I should say fall. I'm not like freaking Hobby Lobby who has my Christmas stuff out already. At least I'm, I'm being reasonable. I don't have a Christmas tree up. Nothing. I want to decorate for fall, you asshole. So Jamie says, um, another man in Texas telling a woman what she can do. Aw, oh, snap. Bring out your direction uh, decorations, cat. Okay, Jamie, this Thank has nothing you, to do with I, man or woman or Jamie, anything. What did I say? Just, everything <laughs> has say? its time. Jamie, me again. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, ev- Thank you for your support. <laughs> look, look, my thing is everything deserves its own time. You want me to Just leave like fall decorations Christmas? up in December? I'm asking. Christmas? No, time out. You want me to leave fall decorations out till mid-December. That's what you're telling me because by the calendar, fall goes until the middle of December. No, Are you December, crazy? December, you can obviously start doing Christmas. Uh, 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 uh. 
on. November, no, no, no. You can then do why are you changing? Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking kill you. You can't have all it both of October. Ways. All of October is Halloween. You cannot have it both ways. You can't dictate when I put up fall decorations by the calendar that Google says by what's the first day of fall, but then not, and then expect me to put up winter decorations the first of December when it doesn't say it's winter. I didn't until say winter decorations. I said Christmas decorations. Oh, uh, uh, Cat, you, nope. It, Kat, you have to be conditional if you say you're going to kill him. You have to say, if you don't let me put the decorations up, then I'm going to kill you. Ryan, it's not conditional. It's considered a threat. Ryan, one day you're going to see me on the news crying. I don't know what happened to my husband. You know what happened to my husband? <laughs> Everybody is going to. We have so much documented evidence. Premeditation. Everybody's going to know exactly what happened. What so, happened to JD? So, oh, you didn't see the episode? So, Ryan, what what's your opinion on the? Uh, have I explained how I'm going to kill on, you? On have the I done uh, that yet? fall or or just seasonal decor? Um, I I don't have a very strong opinion other than uh, Christmas. Toya really likes Christmas movies, so the first because her thing is, I was like, well, you can watch Christmas movies year round. She was like, it's not the same. It is not so, the same. So she she wants like a certain, uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily a time period, but like that that trigger, so to speak. Like it it's is a Christmas. feeling. So it is a feeling. As, yeah, I completely, I get her. else starts to accept that we're moving towards Christmas, then she yeah, it's, one. it's exactly what I said. Like everything has its own time frame. I completely agree with her. I think it's not just a time that Google says. I think it's a feeling. And I think I feel in my heart that those there's a three-month time frame for everything. Like in my brain, I've already transitioned to fall. Like we're already fixing our Halloween decorations. That screams fall to me like uh okay i hate to bring it up because i don't really care for starbucks starbucks released their pumpkin spice shit already okay come on yeah. let's just face the fact it's they fall like already hey starbucks <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying starbucks you can go fuck yourself unless you sponsor a show and then i love you and then we'll drink your coffee every day. <laughs> uh, let's see uh rich uh says in the comments there should be a 30-day transitional transitional for grace period September is that transition. October one. Well, put up your my husband is nothing but a trans. <laughs> <laughs> I love you though. He's got really All sexy right, hands. I, I, I'll give you that one. He's got uh, Jeremy hands. says Christmas decorations go up the weekend after Thanksgiving. I can agree with that because Thanksgiving is over. Jeremy, lethal. Oh, lethal weapon. Lethal Weapon yeah. can be watched whenever. I think. Yeah, as long as you watch Die Hard. Die as Hard Christmas. is not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. And that's why we're gonna. That's why we're gonna get divorced. Is because you don't believe in Die Hard. Christmas. You just threw out the D word with me because of Die Hard. Are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. Do you seriously think you could do better than me? B please, God, go uh, find he out. Didn't <laughs> he didn't please. say that. He. he he said divorce because of Die Hard. Is he crazy? Yeah, but he didn't say he could do better than you. He just said divorce. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I obviously can't marry any higher. So, I mean, I'd just be... Well, good luck... I'll just be single watching Die Hard. Good luck slumming, baby. I, I, <laughs> good luck slumming. I am not going to stay single. <laughs> oh, that, I'm, that I'm, picturing, I'm picturing the phone call the week after. Um, So, I know we're divorced, but... 
got the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it, it's Tuesday. It's come on. Yeah. That would be an interesting show. Like episode one post divorce. Like, well, this fucking asshole. <laughs> Where's my child support, bitch? Yeah. Well, since you're here to get your uh, your kids for the week. Oh my god, that would be terrible. Uh, Awful. All right, back on track. So my unpopular opinion. You know, we can't get divorced because we'd wind up getting remarried. It would be a waste of money. Yeah, it'd be so much, It'd be so a waste expensive. of money. Oh my God. There's been so many times there's like, I'm I'm done with this motherfucker, but I'm still not gonna divorce him because I'm gonna love him in twenty four hours. So because she loves the wiener. Who's no. <laughs> so, you don't love the wiener? She said no. She said no. No, as in no. No. I mean yes. <laughs> but we're not on first name basis anymore. So if we yes, can get you are. Are we though? Yeah. You got initials. I have initials for my wiener. <laughs> what? We're, we're, hey, we're, you know, some things need to be private, you know, like your wiener. <laughs> no, no, not my wiener. <laughs> what are you talking about initials? Yeah. We're moving on. No, 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 no. Write no, it down. No, no, no. Write no. it down. So only I can see it. What initials are you talking about? I haven't signed hey. your wiener. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I didn't carve my initials in it. Cat. Wow, you went a completely I have no strange idea what the direction. Fuck you're talking okay, about. so moving on. My unpopular opinion is that I have um, initials. I think that college is overrated, while trade schools are underutilized. Wait, you did? Oh, wow. Okay. Or I'm not necess- not necessarily overrated for college. I just think that there's not enough emphasis on trade schools because some people just aren't college people hi me again and and <clears throat> me again but then they don't know about trade school so they just wander aimlessly hi me again um yes and no if you want a good paying job do you have to have a college degree absolutely not if you want to climb the ladder do you need a college degree absolutely Sometimes think, yes, sometimes I no. I think if you had a bachelor's degree or any degree at all compared to someone who doesn't and they, you have the same experience, guess what? The guy with the bachelor's degree is getting the damn job. But I also think, okay, so you got a welder who's gone through the welding school, built his clientele. A bachelor's degree is not going to do anything for that guy because it's, he's going to... But you're up. talking about him having his own business. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if he worked for a welding company and there was two guys with the same amount of experience, same clientele, same everything, and one had a degree and one didn't. That's what I'm saying. It Where are you at on this, Ryan? Uh, so I'm actually in the middle. Uh, I'm one of four uh, siblings. My older sister has a master's degree in teaching and she is a um, essentially a self-employed virtual assistant for teachers, uh, no degree required. And my brother is a high school dropout, never got a GED, owns a multi-million dollar plumbing company. And I, uh, was in the army for 10 years. My little sister is still, uh, juggling the idea of, um, school versus military versus, uh, skills. Uh, or trades. And um, I got out of the army and went into plumbing where uh, troops for trades and uh, my GI bill paid for a lot of different things. Uh, saw a lot of success and a lot of money and a lot of opportunity in that and ended up going into sales where uh, there is no apprenticeship for 
that and I wanted to make sure I used my GI Bill. So I actually finished my bachelor's degree in business. Um, and so uh, do I use my college degree? No. Um, the Where my opinion really differs from a lot of other people is a lot of people who are for the trades and against college degrees who do not have a college degree themselves um, are coming from a standpoint of uh, like level of difficulty. And so uh, having done both, um, I know that a college degree is not easy and it does offer, uh, as a lot of people I listen to on podcasts, a certain level of credentialing, very similar to what Kat was just talking about. So um, I think that's important. I think it's more up to the individual, but I do think I definitely agree 100 percent that enough emphasis is not placed on skilled trades because I agree. uh, If you want to be a millionaire, you can go into the trades and you can be a millionaire. I I think that's a fair, a fair aspect. And even uh, Rich said, yeah, that's not true, Kat. I'm a longshoreman and my bachelor's degree is absolutely useless here. Seniority and experience on the job is how we climb the ladder here on the dock. Sorry, I have to lean forward. So, uh, Rich. Thank you for your insight. You're absolutely right. It is situational. It is. Oh, wait, let me finish. It is absolutely situational. And I would never diminish trade school because I have a friend who was a welder. He went to trade school and he made a fortune doing offshore welding off the coast of Africa. He made more money and two years I will ever see in my lifetime. Yeah, so he retired at like 27. He did. He, it like was that. 28. Hmm. But yes, he was in his late 20s and retired. Now he works just to get out of the house. So absolutely. And the level in, I don't, I don't measure success by someone's college degree. I think success is being happy and, and satisfied and being able to support yourself in life. So you know what? JD made way more money in the oil fields without a college degree than I did in the medical fields with a college degree. So it's just the way uh, the situation and how you measure success and everything. So yeah, absolutely. But I think trade schools are underutilized and under pushed. Like we've got a child that I'm pretty sure he'll be a amazing in trade school. Like absolutely amazing. Cause in school he has trouble focusing, but anything that requires his hands, he's amazing. You know, and I, I definitely want to go on record saying that I have nothing against college degrees, people yeah. going um, for whatever, even if you go for something stupid, as long as you pay for your school, I don't give a shit. Um, people get all butthurt about people going and getting underwater basket weaving degrees. <laughs> if you want to do that and you're paying for it, I don't, I don't give a shit. But yeah, uh, it's as both of y'all worded it, it's just trade schools are underutilized and under uh, recognized yeah. as far as, especially being in high school. I know that I was not a college person. I do not do well in the classroom. If you give me the book, give me a time frame and say, get ready to test out. I can make it happen time and time and time again with really good results. But if you put me in a classroom environment to where I'm stuck doing it at a certain pace and I'm listening to lectures, I zone the fuck out. I I don't retain material. I do have a question for you though. Do you think joining the military is pushed enough? Because college is pushed throughout school. Trade school, not so much. Do you think the military is pushed? We're in Texas, so maybe we're a little biased. you know what? My opinion of the military being pushed has changed significantly versus 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I would have said every able-bodied young man should serve. 
Young man. Voluntarily, of course. Or I say, okay, not young man, but but anybody that, that's able-bodied should serve voluntarily. And but now, now, but now the way the world has become, our leadership has come, the way the military is is structured and led how i very i i it's very hard for me to push somebody into the military now i think the problem is after you get out you don't have the resources you need and that is the saddest the saddest fact about our country veterans do not have the resources they deserve period the end but we have more resources today than what they've had 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, are the resources we have available at our fingertips is substantially higher. Um, so what, what what's your opinion on that as far as pushing somebody in the military? What would your opinion be on that? As far as something to do after high school versus trade schools and, and colleges? I, I, I mean, I think it's got enough attention. Um, I, I kind of... I'm I'm okay with where it's at now, uh, and and uh, I mean the way they've been handling it because we've all served beside that guy that didn't want to be there after he enlisted or his pa- parents forced him into it, and uh, w- given how much of a <laughs> quote unquote team activity the military is, if you've got one weak link because he just doesn't want to be there, then it makes it miserable for everybody else. So if you turned it from a volunteer force into a voluntold force and everybody had to say do two years of service after high school regardless then you would end up with a bunch of those sandbaggers who are just dragging the rest of the team down that's why i was like people talk about how it should be mandatory there's a lot of other countries that do a mandatory two or four year hitch in the military both uh some socialist countries some capitalists some hybrids i i I'm a firm, firm, firm believer that we should stay a 100% volunteer force because you're going to get a lot more out of somebody that wants to be there versus somebody that doesn't. So we have a few comments on that. Um, so we'll start here with Jamie and I'm going to go down all of Jamie's comments. Me too, JD. Not now, uh, not after what I've learned the past 10 years. He said for profits, PTSD is lucrative, sadly. Uh, he said, I like the idea of, I'm sorry. She, she, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. She said, I like the idea of SOPs discipline. I was reading marks. I'm so sorry, Jamie. I was reading marks also, um, discipline, established routines and the fundamentals, uh, structure like the military offers. It's become a business for billionaires. So fuck to the no. So then we've got, uh, Jeremy who says it wasn't pushed when I went to high school in Corpus. I actually had to find the recruiting office myself. So did I. Yeah. Mark says today's military is not the military of four years ago. And he said, way to, <laughs> way to pussified. Way too pussified. Yeah. Way too pussified today. All right. So let's move on. Ryan, what is your unpopular opinion? Oh, um, if you don't have one, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, job searching can be fun. Um, I disagree. <laughs> I fucking hate job searching. Job searching sucks. Yeah. Especially so 
I'm going to put this out because this is a, a nugget that I just learned as I'm going through my job search when I had to close down my business and go back to the workforce. And my resume looked gorgeous printed out because a, a long time ago, you used to be able to go into a business with a paper copy of your resume and shake a hand and yep. get a job. You can't do that anymore. Everything's done online. You upload your, nope. your PDF or your Word doc and... I come to find out, and, and the Texas Workforce Commission, which is basically the unemployment office for for Texas, yeah. um, they have veterans reps. I got with the veteran rep there, and I gave her my resume, and she's like, hey, uh, because of the bullet point style you have on your resume, the software that reads all the keywords that employers look for... Won't read those. Won't read anything past the bullet point. Nope. Just because it was a fancy-looking bullet point. But if I... If I change, change it that to the, to, dot. to the black dot, yes, the software will recognize every word after that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a very fancy looking resume, <laughs> change your bullet points to the black fucking dot. And you're going to get the job. Congratulations. You're going to be seen a lot more often because HR is going to get your resume instead of it being also, kicked out by the, uh, the artificial intelligence. Something stupid, crap. but because they all go through this automated system that weeds out the words they're looking for, Google looking for this job, what words should I use on my resume? Hate to say it, but there are words they're pulling out through an automated, a computer's doing it, not even a person anymore. So Google the highlighted words, the words they're looking for before you submit your resume, because even that in this day and age, makes a difference. So that's just word to the wise, because like I said, the first person, the first thing that sees your resume and weeds through it is a computer and it matters. I, I have a seizure resume. <laughs> <laughs> you said seizure resume. <laughs> what? Did I say seizure? You said that. She said that. You said seize it. your resume, but it sounded like seizure resume. resume. Yes, seizure. <laughs> it, it's an epilepsy resume, and it's uh, <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. That's Shut the fuck up, y'all! I hate you so much. <laughs> God bless it. All right, damn it. What's our next one here? Would you? So, are are you looking for jobs right now? Is 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 that kind of where that came no, from? No, no. <laughs> I run a warehouse. We do FBA prep. I don't FBA. know what that is, but it you sounds guys are important. Like, what the hell did he do? It FBA. sounds important. Hey, okay, without everybody that's watching or listening right now, without him saying what it is, put in the comments what you think FBA stands FBA. for. Wrong answers only. Ooh, FBA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, fucking ball assassin. Well, let me see. He's in. Pl- <laughs> he already said he's in plumbing. So no, no, um, no. I, I've he was done in plumbing. That. I've done that. Oh, I was about to say, if you're in plumbing, <laughs> uh, what did you say? I said fucking ball assassin. Nice. Jeremy says full bags of ass. <gasps> Good one. <laughs> I'm going to say, hmm. Full bootylicious ass tassness. I don't know. Fuck, this is hard. Fuck you. Full bore assgasm. Assgasm? <laughs> Why not? Can you draw me a stick figure of an ass <laughs> No, I can't. <laughs> All right. So while y'all are putting the FBAs up there, we're going to move on to Would You Rather. <laughs> so if y'all have watched the show prior with Ryan's comments, you know that he wipes standing up. And of course, I could not go a whole episode without bringing it up. Of course. So yeah. my Would You Rather is in honor of him. 
Would you rather wipe someone's ass or have someone wipe your ass? Someone wipe my ass. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, no question about it. Just Ryan. No, I'm with him on this one. 100%. <laughs> so I am a respiratory therapist. I wipe people's noses, not their asses. I did not go nursing for a reason, and that's because I didn't want to wipe someone's ass. So I will say someone wiping my ass. Yeah. The, yeah my only yeah. explanation is going to be... Unless it's a kid or younger. If it's a kid or baby, I'll wipe their ass any day. Don't care. I, that's better than someone touching my asshole but uh, and getting in, in touch with my inner child. That's where I was going to so, go with that. Is, is Yeah. The only person allowed to get but if in touch with my inner child is me. And me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then mark says uh depends on who it is uh jeremy says what if their finger slips i'm not worried about if their finger slips i'm worried about if mine slips (laughs) you don't want your finger to be like uh That's not gonna like happen. our son. Um, yeah, I get brown stuff at the end of my finger or black stuff. He said black stuff. And I'm like, black? Yeah, yeah my, 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 my fingers turn black. Uh, you mean underneath the nails or like the finger? Underneath the nails. Okay, that's dirt, dummy, or it's your poop. Like, that's not, he thought like he's dying or something. And yeah, I'm my like, he's, turning black. he's six. Okay, no, you have dirt underneath your nails. All right, so my would you rather. I mean, I hope it's dirt, not poop, but either way. Would you rather have a time machine or a teleporter? Huh. A teleporter. I'd get myself in trouble if I had a time machine. I'll be honest. And and just just to alleviate any questions, there are no, no. um negative you know outcomes for either one. They they're they're both equally positive. No more Alabama wet wipes. I googled that shit and even looked up the images. Don't do that to me again. <laughs> That's in the comments for those of you listening. Jeremy says time machine. So what would you what do you think, Ryan? T- time machine. Uh, time machine? Nope. Teleporter. If I went back in time and I changed anything, I wouldn't be where I'm at and that's not what I want. So I don't want to go I don't want to take the chance of fucking something I, I up. I feel like I feel like time machine, you can go any when. But, but if you do anything, you can just go anywhere. I can already if, go anywhere. But if you change anything, you change everything. You know what I mean? If you no step on a fucking butterfly, uh, yeah, but that's what he says. You're going to take his advice when you're traveling through time? <laughs> you fucking crazy? No. No, okay, yeah, yeah let, let, let's say that we have, machines. let's say I'm that we do have, uh, not worth the risk. Okay, let's say we do have Isaac Asimov's rules of, of time travel. You know, he's the one that came up with the butterfly effect and, and wrote that, the, that original story. Oh my God, I hated his movie. <laughs> the movie had nothing to do with his book, and I, I was know, so disappointed awesome. with that. Because I knew you hated it. Awesome. Sorry. So I think I would go with teleporter just because there's been so many times in my life where I'm like, God dang, I just wish I could teleport. So this fucking drive is over. Legitimately. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Jamie says I need control. So I feel I could control the teleporter. And let's see. There was another one. Uh, Oh gosh. She had had a lot. Uh, She said that she felt, I feel the time machine would control the course, but that's the thing. It's like, it's scary. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, 
Oh, but see, Jeremy, we talked about this earlier. Go forward, then get winning lotto and come back. And then your future would only happen once and not be changed. Yeah. Uh, But with my luck, if I went to the future and got the the winning lottery numbers and came back, like there would be a glitch in the matrix and the numbers (laughs) would change and I just wasted fucking time. Yeah. But also my thing about time 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 travel is, is, is if, have you seen the movie Click with Adam Sandler? Fuck yeah. So that would be my issue with time travel is would it end up where you're missing things by trying to skirt around things? Yeah. There's always, you know, cause, there's cause always blowback, you know? Your body is still going to age. Whether you're going back and forth, your body and your mind are still going to age. Dude, preach. My back is so, fucking killing me. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, I'm getting way more deep in this than I expected. Yeah, too. you are. <laughs> well, Full so, body attack. <laughs> do, do you have a would you rather there, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, this is going to be fun. Would you rather have everyone you know be able to read your thoughts or for everyone you know to have access to your internet history internet history uh, internet history and in any day of the week i don't even care one it's not that bad because uh, i i rarely look up porn anymore i just use my imagination so, and two i have filthy okay look i'm getting to my prime because when a woman hits her 40s, she hits her sexual peak. I have sexual thoughts about 23 hours of the day. I don't need, I don't need people in here. Poor JD. He's exhausted. Okay. I, I agree with Jeremy. Jeremy says, what's option number three? <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes... And Mark says neither. And Jamie says... Sometimes I Google things just out of sick, twisted curiosity <laughs> just to see what's out there. It's Babe, not even... I want to point something out. Another girl says internet history, but the guys are like, mm, not internet history. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> bastards. That's what that means. Ah, you're looking up some crazy ass shit. You know, you look up midget amputee porn one time and people are going to judge you. I knew it. I knew you liked midget porn. You married me. I'm five foot. I knew it. <laughs> But then if they're midget amputees, then they're even shorter. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and that's why guys don't want their internet history searched. Because just we just visual of because the, uh... we just Google shit. Just to see just to see some fucked up shit. Not because it gets our it gets our engine going. It's just. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy says, My best friend knows my master reset to my phone in the event of my death. <laughs> I actually have a friend that told me that if he had a, a car accident for me to just destroy his phone, okay, look, not Jay- even reset it. A not- man and a woman said this back to back. Jamie said, All men are deviants. And then Mark said, Men are animals. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're, we're just horrible people. Wow. But we're great. Well, now I know what you do when I'm at work. And that's a great thing for a woman to know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Let's see. Uh, Jamie says her husband said women are animals. I agree with your husband, Jamie. Women, you know, okay, so. Really? I worked in the oil fields uh. for many, many, many years, which prevented me from having any kind of social life and real life friends that come over and shit. Kat works locally, so she has her friends that come over. I've heard what women talk about when they get in fucking groups and women are more fucking disgusting than the dude's locker room talk is. I don't give a shit what any of y'all say. Women's wine talk is worse than men's locker room talk any day of the week. Hands down. Okay, that's the last time I tell you about work talk. All right, last time I tell you. I don't tell him about like my girlfriends coming over and the filthy shit we talk about, but I did tell him... uh, very funny anecdote about us like talking about anal at work and like you know uh safe words and things like that last time i tell you anything no from the people you've had here at the house of the shit that i've heard i have no idea what you're talking about Mm. (laughs) yeah we're we're just gonna move right along i don't know what he's talking about oh my (laughs) fucking mouse isn't working again Stand by while I have this. Jamie, yes, we are filthy sluts, but we're selective sluts. And I only select him right now. So there you go. Right now, she's right now, only 18 years of just selecting you. So I I have a good running time frame of just selecting you. Good. I I don't like running, but as long as you keep putting out, no problems. All right. Deal. (laughs) No problem. No problem. So so you got any kids? Ryan? Nope. Nope. Plan on them? Plan on them? Don't want them? Yeah, eventually. Working on them? Not yet. Dude, get your wife is hot. I would have impregnated her twice (laughs) since we started this conversation. Twice. Damn. I'm like, yep. Is it just uh, um, timing or? You're waiting to get to a certain point or is it just when it happens or? We're we're working on buying a house right now, so I'm a one thing at a time kind of guy. Got it. Uh, are you the kind? Are you the guy where you know, his timing, food does not touch on the plate, and you eat one thing and then you rotate your plate? And timing is never gonna be right, man. Yep. Never gonna be right. Never gonna be right. Uh, just saying. Oh, we're waiting for the right time. Time is never right. You're never gonna be financially stable enough to have a baby. Just fucking do it. I didn't. I didn't say we're waiting on the right time. I said really? I do one thing at a time. Really? What? Yeah, oh, he just wants what's to, his name? They're trying to buy the From house. Mash. He said, he said, uh, I do one thing at a time. I do it very well. And then I move on. And that is like my favorite line from mash ever. And every single time I'm at work and they're like, Hey, can you see patient oh in this room? And I'm like, I do one thing at I a just time. Out. The, the brunette I do doctor. It very the well. And then I move on. The one who was with hot lips. Yes. The, yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, um, damn it. People. Honeycutt. Major Honeycutt. Is that his name? <laughs> Did you say honey cunt? No. <laughs> no, that, that's what you do to me all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm all about the honey, honey cunt. No, I honey dick you, right? Or do I honey cut no, you? No, no, dude's I honey dick. cut you, you honey dick me. Oh, got yeah. it. What's his name? Um, come right. on, people. Somebody that's watching. No, Hawkeye. Radio. Uh, yeah, there's Hawkeye, Radar, uh, Colonel, what's his face? Major dude something. Awful, awful, awful. You're terrible at this. You know, I have a brain injury. I'm allowed to have a horrible memory. 
Oh, see, now I have to Google it. Cast. We have so much dead uh, air right now. Just. I know that's the thing. I was really hoping someone was saving my so, ass so here, for, and no for, one did. For the guy that's working on our editing and post, if you just cut out all the dead air we've had and this part of the conversation, that would be awesome. Thank you. <laughs> it was not any kind. It was what was it? Him. Hold on. Here, here. It was Major Charles. Fucking shit. Fuck. What the hell? Major Charles. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to figure it out, man. Charles. Charles. Shut up. I, you know what? I, I clicked on it and then it took me to his Wikipedia, which is not helping me. I'll be honest. So, so Jamie's asking what we're asking. It's the fucking major. Emerson, it was a major Emerson, Charles Emerson Winchester. The third. Yes. The major, third. Thank major you. Winchester. Yes. Major Charles Emerson Winchester. The third MD. Yes. Sorry, that took way longer than motherfucking. Yeah, yeah, we just wasted so much time. Well, but Jamie, major pain, huge props, my love, huge props. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, me again. (laughs) I I love you. (laughs) I think we got some spirit animal shit happening again. (laughs) Happens a lot on this show. Maggot. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody ever goes to San Antonio, there's there's this... um, restaurant that you have to go to it's on the north side over by the airport called the magic time machine and this restaurant is a theme restaurant to where all of the employees there have to be in costume of a movie or tv character yes there was a guy there that did an amazing major pain we had one that did a nacho libre there was a guy that did a thor that was amazing um the guy that, that does Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow, you would think Incredible. it was Johnny fucking Depp. There's a Ace Ventura. Uh, but the best thing about Forrest it is Gump. It was amazing. But not only does, is it all like kitschy with the with the with all the characters, they all have the same character the entire time. Yes. But the food is actually really fucking good. It's not just shitty food with a great uh, atmosphere. They actually even have off the menu things and like they play jokes on you. So like I asked where the bathroom was. He literally grabbed my hand and was like, woo, woo, potty patrol. And then I'm in there and he goes, uh, attention cat, don't forget to wipe. It Over the PA for the entire restaurant to hear. He, uh, JD paid with credit card. He's like, uh, congratulations to JD Tierney. His credit card was approved. Good, good job, man. You actually paid for your meal. And like, it was really... Like and crazy so shit. where are you, where are you at, Ryan? Uh, geographically, Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, oh, that's North- just right down so- the road from <laughs> Texas. <so. laughs> what what uh, restaurants do you have there, or within like driving distance that you would be just like, all right, if you're in the area, you have to go to this place. So my warehouse is in Fuquay Varina. It's about thirty minutes away, and there is a place down there called Vicious Fishes. And it is a brewery slash restaurant, and their Liberty Steak Sandwich is the shit. So you go to a fish place and order the steak sandwich. <laughs> it's called Vicious. It's a beer. If it's any place, it's a beer place. Okay. So it's a brewery that just happens to have food. Yeah. Is oh, it, okay. Is it like an established place menu. that's been there for a long time? Uh, I wouldn't say a long time. I, I think it's pretty new, but it is excellent. 
great. It's huge. So they have outdoor indoor seating. Uh, you can get to go delivery. You can, you know, they have a full bar. Uh, it, it's phenomenal. Can I get the beer to go? <laughs> yes. They, they come, awesome. so they have their own private labeled cans. Cause obviously they make the beer and their growlers are, have the twist top. So it's, uh, like a monster can. Oh, you so they the can giant, feel it. The, the big ass cans that yeah. have yeah. the twist tops. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's all pressurized and everything and you buy it and they hand it to you. And, uh, well, I mean, one of the first times we were down there, they were like, hey, welcome. Thanks for coming in your first time. Uh, I think I got something for you. Oh, look at that. And they gave me and the guy I was with a uh, free beer. Damn. So like my eighth time there. Yes, this is my first time. Again, I just want to go to a place <laughs> and say my money's no good here. Like, that's just it's what my life's pursuit yeah, her her goal is to just walk in anywhere and be like, "Yeah, my money's no good." My here. money is and no good here. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it really is. Like, our kids are like, "You're famous because we have a thousand followers." That's not famous, man. Like, yeah, I don't that's... get money off of that yet. When I get when I start getting money off the royalties because I have so many followers, then I'm gonna say, "Damn right, your mom's something." <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't even have to ask you to clean my fucking house, you peasants. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And on that yeah. note, in the show, the <laughs> fucking peasants. In the show. Yeah. So uh, we have been at it for a little while, so we do need to be uh, calling it close to an end. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Ryan, thank you for uh, not only being here, being a sponsor of our shit show. Now uh, you've been on more than once now, so so good for you. Um, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you're watching this, make sure you smash that share button because that's what we're supposed to say. Is a smash that share button. I don't. I don't fucking know. I hate that. I know, but you say it every time. I know. <laughs> every fucking time. But uh, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Ryan, don't go anywhere. We're going to talk a little bit after the show when we go uh, go offline. Um, if you are out watching this and you are drinking, please we'll wait till you sober up to drive uh, home. Next, find a sober ride, an Uber, taxi, something. Next week, we are going to do a family-friendly episode. We're even going to bring our kids on and have a actual honest-to-goodness family event right here on South Pot Tales for the Barstool. I am going to try not to use the F-bomb. Not one time. Not I one am not going to try that. Motherfucking this. time, so I got to get out of my system. My, my right kids now. are used to me saying the f bomb, so we're going to try. I'm not going to break tradition. So bring your kids on, ask, have them ask questions, and uh, we're going to try to behave ourselves for once. No, she will. I'm, I'm going to be me. But thank you all. Uh, we'll see you next week. Make sure that you share this. Make sure you like it. Make sure you go to our YouTube. Uh, make sure you go and check out the Veteran Talk Show at VeteranTalkShow.com. Check out Ryan's shit. It's fucking hilarious. You're not going to regret it. Not at all. Uh, but we will see you guys later. Y'all take care. Love y'all. Same drunk time, same drunk place next week. Bye, y'all.